more discussion of what the UK is thinking when it comes to tech policies, and Netflix gives up on DVDs. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Factor. Visit factormeals.com slash macvoices50 and use the code macvoices50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we finish up a discussion that gets a little intense about what the UK seems to be thinking when it comes to some of their tech policies and what it means to its users. Then we take a look at Netflix giving up on DVDs and divesting itself. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Yeah, Chuck, you, you need to keep in mind that we actually are living in that dystopian future that was being predicted. The problem is we don't have like the cool clothes and and all the other stuff that, that we saw in movies that went along with that dystopia. And uh, instead, we still have to make our bed, go buy groceries, and uh, and wail and gnash our teeth when we find out that there's a government that wants to strip away even more privacy. That is a really good point, Jeff, because you know what? Every day, our, you know, otherwise, people we can feel really bad for who live in, you know, let's say, China or Russia, like... These are just ordinary people trying to live their lives. And that's the life that that's the government that surrounds them. You know, mm -hmm. it's more alarming when it's a government that we feel like feels more like ours. Um, but it happens all the time. And that sucks. Eric, you're looking sitting there looking thoughtful. Well, you know, <sighs> Finding exploits is difficult, and it's a lot easier to pay somebody to provide you with a security exploit. But government budgets aren't unlimited. So if you've just paid a whole pile of money to have an exploit to be able to monitor a whole pile of people's phones, and then that exploit gets patched right after you paid out all that money, you know, you're just trying to get your money's worth out of that exploit by delaying the patch for a while. Uh, you know, maybe they need to work on getting some sort of guarantee that the exploit's going to exist long enough for that budgetary time frame. Oh, I'm not so it's a commercial idea. It's a commercial so they, so they should negotiate with you know with the uh, the shady character they're buying it from. That uh, yeah. okay, I'll tell you this number of dollars that probably has at least six zeros after it and uh if this thing go gets rendered obsolete in 30 days you give me back 10 20 30 or some other percent yeah let the free market handle it yeah so this is really an accounting problem Okay. Yeah, oh my is. God. I mean, at, at one level, I mean, at one level, it is right. It's, it's the old, you know, the old, you know, you know, spy versus spy from Mad Magazine. You know, just uh, things keep moving forward, and uh, uh, you know, and you know, I I think what's interesting about this is at least it, you know it's coming out that the UK is doing it. You know, in the US, uh, remember what was it? You know, six, seven, eight years ago, in 15, 16, 14. You know, you know that uh, action in down in San Bernardino, and everyone was going ape 
that oh he had uh, you know he had an iPhone and it was encrypted and we couldn't find out what was on it and uh, you know there's a big outcry about that which you know settled down after a number of years but uh, you know I don't think U.S. security services are any different in their attitude than uh, you know than the Brits across the pond are. Brian, I've gone to Eric for some uplifting commentary, but sorry, I, I sure didn't get it. So can, do you have any? Can you help me out? I'm not sure about uplifting, but I have a couple of thoughts. Um, when I was reading the article, um, it was noting how these updates may not come about in the UK because of it. Um, it got my mind thinking about not just the security updates and the incremental uh, decimal point updates, but what about the next year when iOS 17, 18, 19, and so forth start coming around. And Apple, one of the things that's so great about utilizing Apple products is the way that the systems, whether you're on an iPhone, iPad, Mac, et cetera, how they all interact with each other and how even within those systems, how how much integration there is within some of those programs. And I'm thinking like with uh, iMessage, being able to send money uh, through uh, Apple Cash and utilizing that. So there's a feature that's, you know, one of the more useful features, I think, uh, to some people. And then you've got, um, what's the name of, um, it's that, it's it's like using FaceTime to be able to con, um, to um, share watching um, a show. I'm trying to remember uh, like oh. party mode or, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. that, you know, it, one of those types of things. So, I mean, it, not my thing to do, but at the same time, it's one of those things that a lot of people might enjoy doing. And it's just feet more features that are taken away than the actual app itself and its most basic use. And so I think that's troublesome. Um, and then I kind of found, it was making me think of a Ben Franklin quote, um, you know, who said that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. So taken to the nth degree, but yeah. Yeah. And, and Brad brings up an interesting point too. He asks, what about security updates for Android and Windows in the UK? You know, what happens to patch, what happens to patch Tuesday in the UK for with the Windows users? Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing only because patch Tuesday would basically go away. The, the Android updates, no one's going to get those anyhow because you have to wait for your carrier to give them to you. So, who would know? Good point. Good point. Yeah. And and but, I, Brian, but again, you know, let me point out that you know I think that the people who are really concerned about security, I would speculate in a speculation that they are probably a little bit more technologically advanced. So they would realize, okay, if if there's this exploit or there's a problem, let me just get a VPN and pretend I live in a state, you know, Massachusetts, New York, Texas, California, and get the update, you know, that way, and uh, you know, completely bypass, you know, this uh, restrictive uh, infrastructure, you know, in uh, the UK. Pretty soon, it's going to be illegal to use VPNs. Actually, I think it already is in China. Probably, and that's going to present some really down. You know, uh, imagine the the black market for for DOM updater files, so wow. people could grab them and install them manually. Well, and think about the number of companies that rely on VPNs for remote work. Mm-hmm. 
especially now yep. post pandemic. I've worked for them. Yeah, and I can I can I can make comment on that too. It just there's a lot of companies out there that uh, would would uh, say, okay, you can't bring your normal work device with you. We're going to give you a special clean travel device that is completely locked down and only uh, will not access any of the company resources. And you have let's say an iPad or an iPhone for that matter. You will have no. no it's locked down. You can't access any, access any of the. The company resources until you get out of it until you uh, leave the the leave China leave the country. Uh you know, David. Unfortunately, I don't want to. I don't want to bash China here, but they're you know they've kind of made their reputation for oh, of um, course abusing abusing a lot of things, including you know any tech that that comes into the country to the point that I know I've. I have not talked to people. I've heard about people that allegedly they take their laptop to China, they bring it home and they destroy it because they don't think there's any way to adequately right. cleanse it. But I'm, I'm as just long as we're bashing the government and not the people, I'm good. I think we're good. Yeah. Well, and, and just thank you, Brittany. Yeah, you're right. Um, but now I, I'm talking about just the normal remote worker who it works for a company that let's say it's a financial services company and therefore deals in people's mm -hmm. confidential financial information. Yep. They try to protect those interactions with the remote workers via VPN. And if this, if, if what we're talking about, and I know we're speculating wildly, but if that were to happen, you know, that then theoretically your financial data, my financial data, everything is just that much less safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I also yeah. go back on the I mean, on the VP on the VPN uh, uh, topic too, real quick. Uh, that uh, there there are companies that have specific VPNs specifically just for China, so that they're following the government's rules by uh, whereby you know when you're in the United States you you're using your United States VPN, and when you're in China you go to the, the China's VPN. So you you are abiding by the government's rules as we would call it in China. Uh, so. Uh, we're, we're being protected, but also not not going against what they say when it comes to using VPN. And that, by right, the so way, I folks, would imagine. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Yeah. So, question for Dave. So, I, I would imagine those things. If you know, if you're in, you know U.S. or you know European, you know in China on business, if you're using you know VPN, you probably have secure access back to you know your your headquarters. But incoming, you know, they'll still block. You know, you know they'll they'll still block the sites that uh, Chinese government doesn't want their citizens. Uh, you know, right. visit. exactly. That's pretty typical of most many companies out there. Um, yeah. Barry in the chat room says the Windows geek in my user group says Microsoft isn't actually doing Patch Tuesday anymore. That's, <laughs> That's it, that it, it, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I'm getting patches every every month at work. So <laughs> trust me. Yeah, that just seems. Oh, strange. so David, are you saying it's more than just Tuesday? <laughs> it can it can be at times. Yes. And hey, I want to make sure you understand, folks, that if you didn't read the article, our comments about VPNs are purely speculative. Just it's one right. of those things. So it's not anything you have to worry about now if you're using a VPN. And we strongly advocate you using VPNs for your own privacy and security. So just we're, we're thinking about what could happen. 
I want to bring another one. I hope that link will fit in both the chat rooms. Mark, you brought this one to the table um, about Netflix and DVDs. And I wanted to make sure I got to this because I think this is just really, really interesting. Yeah, it was a story I was I saw, I think it was on Sunday, and I tossed it in as a topic and basically saying that, you know, for anyone who's uh, still a subscriber to the Netflix DVD service, you know, they're shutting down the business at uh, the end of the September. And there was a date, you know, that I forget that was in the article uh, that you know, said, as of uh, this date in September, any DVDs you have, don't bother sending them back to us. You know, you can keep them. And if you want more, you can, you know, you can order more and, uh, you know, we'll let you have them. And, you know, I think the reading some of the comments about the article, you know, some of the some of the interesting part about this is that they have content on DVDs or Blu-rays, you know, that just is not available on their streaming service, given the way, you know, Netflix is competing with a lot of the studios through their streaming service, but uh, their DVD service has it because they were purchased from the studios. So, you know, for some people, it might be, you know, a way to get, you know, some interesting content, you know, for free. But if you're not, you know, and I'm not, but, you know, if you're not a member of their DVD service, I don't know if you can still subscribe to it uh, and let alone what the utility is of trying to get, you know, content, you know, that way. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, I think more importantly, this is sort of a sign it's, you know, kind of uh, end of an era of, you know, Netflix made its big growth by you know, being a better alternative to Blockbuster and and the other DVD rental shops because, you know, you could have multiple at a time, you could have a wait list and so on and so forth. And again, didn't, you didn't get all those annoying uh, penalties, you know, if you if you didn't return it, you know, at exactly eight o'clock the next day. You know, so, uh, you know, it came, it grew, you know, it got replaced, uh, you know, supplanted by, uh, you know, streaming services, you know, famously back, oh, I don't know, sort of, what was it in the early teens, they said, you know, we want to split our business in two and focus on streaming and the content and, you know, they upset all their users and, you know, their stock price, you know, hit the toilet and they continued their DVD service silently, but, you know, I think under different, uh, certainly under a different, uh, you know, you know, subscription and purchasing plan. Um, but, you know, now we've come a uh, full circle, you know, they're, they're ending the service and, you know, just going uh, streaming only. So I think uh, it's sort of like, you know, the life of a floppy disk or, you know, DVDs, you know, DVD uh, players in our, in our, uh, in our, in our Max, you know, it's, uh, it's come, it's reached a high point, it's declined and now it's gone. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Factor. Visit factor.com slash macvoices50 to get 50% off. I don't know about you, but I thought summer was busy, and then I took a good look at my fall schedule. If you are too busy to cook this fall, but want to make sure you're eating well, you need Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store, and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then go back to crushing your goals. But we're not just talking dinner here. With Factor, you can replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Or, for an easy wellness boost, 
Try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. No kidding, the smoothies are great and they're my favorite. Head to factormeals.com slash macvoices50 and use the code macvoices50 to get 50% off. That's code macvoices50 at factormeals.com slash macvoices50 to get 50% off. Thanks to Factor for supporting Mac Voices. You know, when I first saw this, my reaction was, I, I had all kind of weird reactions and not good or bad, just that, okay, this is a great way of not having to, to deal with getting disposing of the discs. Mm-hmm. You're just giving them away. And then I thought, no, wait a minute, though. How does that go from a licensing standpoint? But I guess there's no law against giving away. Right. Well, the, the disc mm-hmm. is the license. So if you give mm-hmm. someone a disc, they now have the license for the, for the, the content. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, g- so, giving away a stack of DVDs to someone just means that that person now has a stack of licenses for whatever the content on the DVD is. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with doing that. No, no. And it probably saves uh, Netflix a bunch of money and trying to auction and draw down their inventory. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see quite an aftermarket of you know DVDs and things being you know sold and disposed of because I can't imagine that uh, you know they're going to get rid of you know their their inventory you know this way. I think it's just uh, you know nice nice sign, nice parting gift you know to uh, you know their customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you, the Redbox reached out to them to try to. Uh, get those dvds and they said no <laughs> oh really yeah oh, okay i that just means the price wasn't right <laughs> uh, maybe not yeah i'm sure Redbox is trying to get it for who knows i can't quote an actual dollar amount but i'm sure it was low and jeff you said that uh that netflix is sending people discs unordered or yeah. Um, so the other thing they're doing is uh, going through the view history from their DVD subscribers and randomly picking discs from that history and then just mailing them out. So there, there's no way to sign up and say, "Hey, I want to do this." But if, if you've, if you're already a subscriber and you have a history, there's a chance that you'll end up with, uh, with a few discs you're showing up in the mail as a surprise and you'll know if you're one of the people that's on the list when you get the package of discs in the mail well i was never a member of their dvd service so i don't expect anything oh yeah it's only for people that that uh have a, a current dvd subscription brian I had a, yeah i had a couple of thoughts uh one is you know it's interesting how they're you know how they're with ending this dvd subscription service and even mailing out all the DVDs, you know, to their customers so they don't have the inventory on hand. There are probably a lot of households that it's harder and harder to even come across a player to play those DVDs on. Um, when you think about, you know, all the all modern computers don't have the optical drives. You might find a, a few maybe gaming rigs that might be set up with it. And of course, you can specifically go out and buy an attachment. But even some of the other uh, areas that you can usually put an optical disc into, um, Xbox, you know, they have their optical drive, but PlayStation, uh, one of the PS5 models 
is digital only, you know, it doesn't have any even area to put that disc into. And then um, the other thought I had was um, with them sending out all this media out to folks, when you think about some of the offerings that are available on the DVD uh, selection, there's a lot of things that are not available on streaming, you know, that never got the licensings to go available to digitally stream. And so it's kind of interesting how um, there's, there's some media out there you know, that's on optical drives or optical discs rather that um, they're really, really hard to come by if you want to be able to watch it otherwise. And, you know, you have to wonder where, where the, where the back end is, where's the tail? When do people stop caring about watching an average series from the fifties or the sixties? And it becomes no longer worth even having it available as, as a streaming option, no matter how how cheap the storage gets. But I, I know that it, 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 it seems like there's some series that that I've looked back on and I go looking for them in streaming and I either have a very hard time finding them or I can't find them at all. I think yeah. it's not the storage, it's the rights. Mm-hmm. Well, that may, may be too. Yeah. Ben? I honestly, I think it's closer than you think. Yeah, like it already happened. <laughs> Wait, which is closer than you think? I'm confused. Uh, that that uh, basically the black and white classics will disappear from streaming. Mm. Well, Turner Classic Movies TCM was just just uh, rescued because it was going to go away, and there's a lot of classic movies on there. I think it was. Uh, consortium with uh, steven spielberg and um who was it the other director they they got uh they got involved and decided to go go through and, and keep it live keep it alive an interesting it's an interesting comparison i guess between what the art of filmmaking is versus what is commercially viable yeah because I, i'm sure that I mean, I've made this joke a million times that, um, you know, you don't, none of us, I doubt, can name who won Academy Awards in 1955 or 57, but we all know. Or 2014. Or, well, yeah, 2014. <laughs> but we all know who the Three Stooges were. I, I so, just read a story today about how uh, major shows that have just been filmed are not being shown. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, I just read that this morning that there's, and I don't remember if it was Netflix and or Amazon or both, but there All was some high budget show filmed in Australia and they filmed the whole season of it and um, they're not going to show it. Yeah, yeah was that uh, Disney? Can, it's, I, probably uh, them too. Uh, WB did it first, but it has been uh slowly going around the different studios because if they don't think something is going to make enough money uh they can just scrap it and make it a tax write-off yeah that's what it said um there was some show that they made the second they filmed the second season um first season had been on but see if i can find this story again that happened because it was it was literally yeah it was literally today i read this 
Yeah, I re- I read that too. I didn't remember what exactly it was, but it was on Netflix. The Great Cancellation: Why Megabucks TV Shows Are Vanishing by the Trade. I guess the original story was in the Garden. So uh, Disney Plus, pre- oh, Disney Plus made a show called Nautilus, a prequel to Jules Burns, Twenty Thousand oh. Leagues Under the Sea. Right, I remember that. And um, they did the whole thing, filmed it, and they're not going to show it. I, I get the accounting part. I mean, we're back to that. I get the accounting part where it becomes a tax write-off. But I just don't understand. I mean, then at some point you start to wonder, do they do they make up these things? And go through the process just to get the right off with never intending to do them. I mean, that seems almost that seems more dystopian than anything else we've talked about. I, I don't think I, I don't think so, Chuck. I think I think there's you know special circumstances on on a case by case basis of why they may why they may decide to do it if they wanted to have maybe an ongoing series and they can't or or whatever, but. Uh, you know, I would point out, I think, uh, you know, I think it was something either Jim or Eric was saying about, you know, a lot of the old black and white movies. Um, you know, there's all these huge film vaults out there that uh, uh, somehow need to be made available online. And, you know, uh, maybe people will pay for them, maybe not on an a la carte basis, but, uh, you know, on a bundle, you know, all the film war, you know, movies, you know, that Turner has from... Pick a date, you know, 1945 to 1955. You know, I'm All sure. All the ones that are still around. Oh, a lot of them are still around in vaults and things. I've, I've visited, I've seen film vaults personally in Hollywood. So, you know, a lot of material is available. It's just, um, it, you know, it's it's on it, it's on celluloid. It needs to be, but, uh, but not all were preserved adequately. Like we have lost a lot of movies. We've even lost a lot of video games. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. But, I'm just. But the really that, popular ones, you can probably feel, still find a copy of. It's just that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Ones. And you know, there's other things that you know are recently that you know just due to licensing issues. You know, you know all the uh, thing about you know the hoopla about you know the Oppenheimer movie uh, you know released uh, you know last month, um, four or five years ago. You know, I saw. I think it was on Netflix. Maybe it was Amazon, but I'm pretty sure it was Netflix. Uh, you know, there was a you know late eighties, early nineties movie, the same thing, Fat Man and Little Boy, that starred uh, uh, you know uh, Paul Newman, you know about uh, you know similar you know, topic about the you know, development of uh, you know, the atomic bomb at uh, Los Alamos, and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Certainly Netflix had it, but you know they're in a battle with the studios. Um, you know, Amazon, they only had it for purchase. They didn't have it, you know, for rental, which, you know, sorry, I, I don't want to own it. I just want to, I just want to see it, you know. So, um, you know, it's uh, you know, just a case in point that there's, you know, all sorts of, you know, content out there that is still not uh, being made available to uh, customers who are flashing money, you know, or willing to buy it or, you know, I or, think, or pay, I for, think pay for a view. Some of that, I think, will never ever be available like the content wasn't licensed properly in the first place like sometimes there'll be music that at the time nobody you know they just licensed the music for use you know 
like there's a bunch of 60s and 70s TV shows that my understanding is just completely cannot ever be shown because mm-hmm. they'd have to renegotiate the, you know, or in some cases find, um, you know, who owns the music rights and um, it's just not worth it to anybody to speculatively like, you know, do that. Um, so it just will never happen. Gone. And that's, and that's really too bad. I understand. I understand the business side of it. Absolutely. But boy, they're, they're, I mean, there's some great cultural pieces there that that depict things the way they were then, whether you agreed with them or not, good or bad. You know, that's the way it was. And it's getting hung up in, in some of these other other things. Well, and you can kind of thank Disney for getting copyright extended out, 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 out. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, maybe in a, a hundred years, this stuff could become available because... But um, and at least we do seem to have halted the continuing, you know, it used to be like every few years they would make the copyright date longer just to make sure that that Mickey Mouse never fell out of copyright. Um, they've finally stopped doing that. So at least for now. So we'll see. But it's not going to benefit any of us as far as these, uh, you know, things from the 60s and 70s. You know, Jim, I was hoping I was hoping to stay away from that, but I guess we can't. And I, I, I get what Dis, I get why Disney does it. I feel like there should be some delineation between between um, works that are being actively used. I don't know what I'm, I'm not sure what the right word is there, as opposed to the ones that they're sitting on a shelf, nobody's doing anything with them, and they're they're not they're being unseen. Well, I don't I don't blame Disney, but you know, blame the legislatures that you know are the ones that you know Disney's going to do what's best for their shareholders. That you know they'll do whatever they don't care. Um, but um, legislatures shouldn't go along with that. But uh, bought and paid for, I guess. Yeah, well, we're back to that, unfortunately. Jeff, you brought up a great example of one of those shows that is, well, it, it got bastardized when it was released because of the music rights. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yep. When <laughs> uh, when the licensing was negotiated for the TV show, when it went on air, they didn't negotiate rights for the songs beyond the the actual airing which means mm-hmm. that uh that later on to be able to to watch wkrp in cincinnati they had to change the music that was in the episodes which in many cases made it weird because they would be playing music that related directly to what was happening in the episode and um they're I don't know what's come of it, but I, I know at, at least a couple years ago, there was uh, uh, a push to get the licensing for the original music. So so WKRP could be restored to what it was when it actually aired. Yeah. If, if you watch the DVD versions versus a streaming version, it's a whole different animal. Because the music 
makes sense. Yeah. And, and 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 especially if you were alive at that time, you can relate to it a lot more from a cultural standpoint as to what was going uh, on. But here's a, a crazy idea. You know, you know, we have uh you know assume we have you know sort of a chat GPT equivalent, you know, for music and just tell it, you know, to create uh you know, to create a song in, in the style of this, you know, and uh, you know, go out and master it. I don't I think, think I just I, I think I think you, a little bit. <laughs> you, you you just uh, you just you know a whole another show there. <laughs> yeah, <Mark>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah I know we've talked about this before, but uh, still it's you know. <laughs> no, it's, that, that's, that's 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 like uh, there's a thing in computers called regular expressions and. And there's a saying, you know, like you, you have a problem and you say, oh, I know I can use regular expressions. Now you have two problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, and somewhere in this discussion, somewhere in between, I, I feel like is sampling from a music standpoint that, you know, the we went through that period where everybody was sampling every, every, all the classics and all the riffs from the great albums and fortunately that seems to have died away at least that's my personal perception i would agree you you mean we're not going to get uh p diddy rapping over led zeppelin again oh god let's hope not Oh, I need to go get alcohol. I'll be right back. Next time, the panel discusses an AirPods Max problem that may not be an AirPods Max problem and assesses an analyst's opinion of Apple's financial health. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you next time on Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.